five and then all right we're live what's up guys sorry about the way we had some tech issues um can you give us a five by five in the chat please if you can hear us alex aaron will you uh guys say something make sure they can hear us all hey what's up guys what is up me um Tiger King, is that coming? Oh, out? yes, yeah. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> what's up, guys? How's it going, Barry, Tiffany, Miriam? Oh, wait, I got, I got a good one. Hold on, um, yeah, they can hear us, they can hear us. All right, so five by five. Uh, let's uh, a few things. Well, first of all, happy Veterans Day, guys. Uh, happy Veterans Day. You know, we want to make sure we remember and honor all the troops out there. Um, Absolutely. you know. And today is also 1111. So we're going to utilize this portal to manifest that positive timeline uh, that we're looking for. Because right now, you know how it is. Things aren't looking so great on the surface. But we're going to get into why appearances aren't all that they seem. That's right. Right. And uh, Alex, I think we had you on, what, two years ago? It's actually been two years by now, I think. I looked at the... I went on when we were at... um uh what was that event we went to a conference um he said he no camp disclosure it was before camp it was in california in dave in uh oh dimensions of disclosure 2019 dod yep with simon went on there yeah uh went on i don't know must have been two years ago now you guys said uh talking about memes and all that fun stuff so that's right. 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 Yeah. But honestly, can you believe it's been two years already? I mean, that I long. Know. It's crazy how quickly time goes, Five. you know, and then, oh, hang on. Something's what was that? Uh, anyway, I thought I heard an echo. Um, Getting feedback. Right. So, uh, guys, real quick before we get started, uh, don't forget to grab yourself some uh, Hopewell Farm CBD. If you're looking for a new CBD to try, this stuff is really amazing. I highly recommend it. You can get 10% off with promo code Journey to Truth 10. <clears throat> and you can uh, go, go warp speed, <laughs> like <laughs> Alex's background, to your journey to healing. Um, no, 10% off with Journey to Truth, promo code Journey to Truth 10. Um, we have the Omnia Radiation Balancer, guys, which we're actually getting ready to have Tim Sanders back on the show in december and he's going to be talking about if you guys remember uh we had him on in the past and he was talking about a pendant that they were working on it has the same same concept of the uh patch but it's on a pendant it's really awesome so we're going to be talking about that and some new developments at omnia but you can get 10 percent off the patch with promo code promo code truth all caps and our conference is coming up next May, guys. Secret Space Conference, May 2nd through the 5th. Tickets are on sale. As it gets closer, we're going to start uh, pushing a lot more, doing a lot more promos and uh, doing some roundtables on the show and just really putting our energy in towards that, primarily probably after the first of the year. But grab a ticket now if you want to come hang out with us. Uh, the link is below, secretspaceconference.info, and all the information is on the website. So what's up, Alex? Hey, what? good to see you guys. Nice to be back. So what's next? Uh, <laughs> Alien Invasion, World War III, Quicksand exactly. Pits. I know. What is next? <laughs> Where to start with all of that? Um, it's, uh, it's been easier for me <clears throat> to take a step back and keep perspective with the bigger things since I've been off Facebook. And I've been off for about a year, four months and change, something like that. 
and side story, I just got back on. So if anyone wants to friend request me, go ahead. Um, and kind of a sidebar comment on that. So I'm back on, I've been on what, two days, three days. I don't know if you guys saw this. And I posted a meme, of course, uh, but it's a quote about empathy. And I got flagged for posting it as spam or something like that. So I saw that. To uh, enter a, a quote on empathy and yearning for greater connection with one another, huh? So my point with all of this is that being off Facebook, being off social media, being away from all of the, the craziness that's been going on for quite a while um, and kind of just living life on my own away from, I mean, I'm on Telegram, but that's like about it. And it's allowed me to kind of see the events from a different perspective now that I'm not kind of in the midst of it, like we all you know, used to be. <clears throat> and what I see is from, let's take geopolitics, from that perspective, uh, there's so much of a floundering that's happened that we've seen in, in what has it been, 10 months, you know, something like that, 10 months and change, that um, let's say uh, here we have a, a president who literally is officially on paper the most popular president in recorded history. And then within a matter of months, his approval rating has tanked to like in the 30s. So that doesn't happen by accident. There, Perfect there's timing there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> right. You so, like that timing? You know, and, and you've got all these different variables in terms of why, right? It doesn't take much. You've got uh, uh, inflation. That's a big one because it's affecting people. You have issues at the border with double standards in terms of like the jab and who's allowed to get it and who's not in this country. Uh, you have what happened in Afghanistan. I mean, just the list goes on. So my point with all of this, you have um, uh, uh, CRT being carried out in schools. That's a big one. And so now parents are saying, whoa, my child's got to get the jab. They've got to wear a mask. They are being taught this uh, uh, Marxist doctrine, et cetera. <clears throat> um, once you have parents being told by the government what you can and can't do to their children, watch out because mama bear mode is going to come out. And then you see situations like what's happened uh, in Virginia recently with the governor uh, 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 with that election kind of take place. Mm -hmm. So my point is with all of these different factors here, people are waking up in droves more than they ever would have in the prior administration because there was a scapegoat, right? There, there was a reason yeah. of one person as to the ails of everything, right? The meme about the guy who falls off his bike and hurts his leg and it's like Trump's fault, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. my point with all of those things is that uh, the heat is being cranked up so much that you can't avoid it anymore. You can't turn a blind eye to a lot of this stuff. And so for those who have been trying to cocoon themselves away from the, the midst of chaos and everything that's going on as this awakening continues, you can't hide from it anymore. And so I see this now on the ground level, both with my clients, as well as just from day-to-day -day life going, you know, and just bumming around, especially now that I'm spending 50% of my time in, in a free state like Florida and not a slave state like Oregon, uh, that, that you see kind of uh, there, the population is different for sure, that the, the average person is much more awake, much more awake uh, than they are in a lot of the other states. Um, so zooming out from that conversation, geopolitics has added so much fuel to the fire in terms of what's going on with this awakening process. 
Now, I had a question for you guys. Are you familiar with the name Steve Turley? Steve Turley? Yeah. No. I don't, it's not ringing a bell. Okay, so he's on YouTube and I highly recommend him because he gives amazing commentary in terms of what's going on in uh, political science and just carrying out in day-to-day -day life with, with various stuff. And so when uh, Tyler, you and I were chatting on the phone, this is kind of part of what I was referencing, that there is a parallel process that's going on now that's being acknowledged in the political world. And so I found an article where Steve had commentary that he was giving. Um, he puts out two videos a day. He's extremely articulate, very entertaining, can't recommend his YouTube channel enough. And it's totally blowing up big time. He gets like 200 million views on some of his videos is what I've read. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, so with this, what he is talking about is um, some terminology. And I copied some of uh, that commentary. And I thought if you guys wouldn't mind that I could read some of this to kind of, so we have some, some terms that we can use to kind of describe what we might talk about uh, on that's kind of more typical in your channel with kind of this awakening and this kind of uh, moving into 5D and some of those terms. And well, that was, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we could just re retitle the episode Surviving Biden's Economy if you want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Um, so Brandon's economy. Yeah. Brandon's economy. I'm sorry. Brandon's economy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon regime is a hashtag. I thought we could start. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Start yeah. it right now in the chat. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, uh, some phrases that he uses, one of those is, um, this idea that we are moving away from having the elites being in charge and moving toward what he calls populism. Uh, uh, other terms for this is like nationalism. And of course, they, the media has tried to make this a dirty word, that nationalism is, is no difference than NAZIs, than white supremacists, et cetera. But nothing more uh, does it mean than just simply a, a care and concern about your own country. And you yeah. can't have a country without borders. I mean, that's just sheer nature at its very core. So the first paragraph here, it says, populism represents a fundamentally different politics than that of established globalists, either on the center right or center left. Populist sentiments are characterized by an antipathy between the people and the political class, the ruled versus the rulers. Populists are deeply suspicious of society's elites who are seen governing for their own benefit at the expense of those they claim to represent. With a widening gap between the value of the political class and the people, populists believe that the customs, culture, and traditions of a nation are best preserved when taken out of the hands of the ruling elite and placed back in the hands of the ordinary citizens. What that's trying to say is that's the core nature of what our country is founded upon. The idea that for thousands of years, we were uh, run by either a monarchy or an oligarchy. And so they came here with this radical notion that it's we, the people, who are actually in charge. And then we fell asleep and we gave our power away. And so you have these career politicians, regardless of what party they're in, that's been the big smokescreen and the illusion that they've uh, run the show. And so this, this, this idea of like, you have the uh, paradox of choice, you know, that there's so many options out there. Which one do I do? I don't know whatever the news says is the nicest person or looks the prettiest or what have you, you know? And so there's a return 
there's a, a regenesis that's going on uh, that's taking place even in those who are still in the 3D matrix where they're saying things aren't working. There's a breaking down of how the structure of just my daily life flows. Look at what happened since the lockdowns, right? That uh, I can't tell you the amount of clients that I have seen where they've had a complete rebirth of going back to their value system. What really matters? And on almost a daily basis, I have conversations with folks of like, God forbid, but if you were to die tomorrow, how do you feel as though your life is unfolding? Are you doing the things that you would be proud of, that you're leaving a legacy for the next generation? And inevitably they say, oh my God, I don't even think about this, you know? And COVID has forced me to kind of pause and reflect on just the rhythm of daily life. And I see a lot of, you know, execs and people that like fly all over and are, are busy kind of going all over the place. And almost all of them have said, I'm not going to travel anymore. I'm staying home, or at least I'm staying home less 80 to 90% to be with my family. Cause that's what really matters. Right. You know? Well, so I mean, the, yeah, everybody, the, this whole thing was a catalyst that forced everybody into new ways of thinking, new right. ways of living. Um, they, some people lost their jobs or their business was shut down, but another opportunity presented itself. Yep. Uh, so there's like a silver lining here. Uh, exactly. but you can't let this beat you down and you can't dwell on this stuff because right. it, because really your, your, your own thoughts are creating limits, right? So that's right. It, like it, we're creating like rules and regulations for ourselves that, that we can just lift at any point. We can drop them at any point And, and that's the only thing that's holding us back. We've talked about this before, you know, you're, it's exactly. like a, your belief system is like a prison. It, yeah, exactly. And I want to go into that later. But the other real point I want to emphasize here is that there's two uh, versions of society, which is at the crux of my point uh, that Steve is talking about. So one is called mass society, and the other is this concept called network society. So mass society is top down. Mass society is where we have to give our power away to an outside force, to big tech, to uh, the media, and believing whatever... Uh, big pharmacists or, um, you know, whatever I hear on CNN or what have you. And, you know, that is dead. That is dead. And we're just dealing with the, the reverberations or the wake of its death. So it's inevitable. Um, and you see that, for example, like last month, CNN for the first time didn't hit a million ratings, a million viewership and ratings for the first time ever. Good. All Yeah. And all of these on any show on the channel and all of these people who have had uh, uh, shows for years, if not decades are retiring or are being caught up in scandals, et cetera. Uh, Don Lamont, he just got uh, charged today from what I saw in just a brief headline clip for um, some sort of, you know, sexual assault or some, uh, you know, discrepancy that's going on there. So it's just continuing. And of course, Como is a big one, you know, both of the brothers. And um, this is going to only build with momentum. Mm -hmm. And so what Steve really emphasis, emphasizes is what he calls a network society, which is a fancier poli-sci term of what we talk about all day, every day, of building grassroots from the ground up, of redistributing what it means to be human, of not getting caught up in the central bank fiat money system. And being able to say, hey, maybe we can barter. 
Hey, maybe we can trade. Hey, maybe we can, um, who knows what, uh, uh, reconvene and build whatever sort of culture we want to build, whether if it's, you know, living, buying some land and communally mm. living together, or it's, uh, you know, deciding who we want to spend time with for the holidays. And like, I have a client right now and he's saying for the holidays, there's always been inevitably so much drama with family that for the first time, he's like, I'll do the holidays separately with you guys, but I'm not coming around. So I see uncle Jimmy and aunt Tilly, you know, argue about everything. And instead I'm going to have Friendsgiving instead of Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, these sorts of little examples of people being more intentional aside from just going with what is what they're used to. And so it's so exciting for me to be able to see these things where, you know, e even if it's not appropriate for me, like in session, but uh, I see it with my family. I see it with friends. I see it with extended family. I see it with people I don't even know, or like friends, uh, friends as families, et cetera, of, of like where people starting to really question, push back, not give in to just what the norm is for the matrix. And that's what's so exciting as we have this kind of part one of the conversation of what's going on globally with these big changes. And right. Course, Pe yeah. People not people standing up like uh, that second grader. Do you see that girl that refused that she got suspended like 36, 30 something times? times. Yeah. No, I missed that one. She won't wear a mask. Uh, so they, they kept suspending her from school and she refuses to wear a mask. And and then now she's like she had she was forced to like give a speech about it. And she's like, wow. she sounds like one of us. It's up. That's awesome. Cool. A second um, grader. I knew there was one that made like national headlines because she didn't wear a mask, but 30, 30, what was it? 32 times. That's incredible. Yeah. Something like that. 30 something times. But uh, honestly, though, I'd either she's just a star seed who's activated or there's yeah. you have to think about the parents, too, because Absolutely. right now, like we need to be leading by example. Exactly. Like I've, I've been seeing this meme going around about um, the reason that they're getting to the kids is because we complied. We've right. we rolled over too easily. Yeah, that's right. So we that's need right. to we need to stand our ground and yeah. speak up, you know, and yeah, that's and, right. And set an example for the kids, because Absolutely. I mean, this that's what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really leading into then part two of looking at kind of what's going on in the global stage and some trends that we're seeing. Another example, of course, would be all of the uh, jab protests that are going on all over the world. And even though there's like media blackouts on it, you can't hide from it. You know, it's happening. And so um, people are really waking up out of it, it's taken to this extreme to where we're like on the, the ledge of being forced to you know fall off the cliff. But people are like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, this isn't okay. And so there's a huge pushback and it's only growing every day. And I see examples of it all the time. And so there's nothing in my mind, but hope about the future, despite what I see on the TV, despite the headlines that we hear, despite the, the money that we have to dish out at the gas pump, et cetera. It's, that's all short term. But when you look at the overarching trajectory and trend of where things are going, big, big positive changes are on the horizon. I agree. Absolutely. It's about uh, Aaron and I were just interviewed on another channel the other day, which that should be uh, released pretty shortly. I'm not sure when, but we were talking about a lot of this new earth concepts and stuff. And, and I was thinking about, I was like, yeah, the idea is to create a reality that doesn't look like it does on TV or, or social media. You know, we see, we see this world on TV, on the television, on social media, that's, 
you know, let's just face it. It's horrifying. Right. But, but you can, you can live your life and create a reality that looks nothing like that. It is full of nature and beautiful people and, and, and your neighbors, you know, get to know everybody around you. And it's not so bad. It's not like, it's very apparent that everything we're seeing or most of what we're seeing is just an illusion. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And, and that's, what's going on with this network society that it's ground up. So you can have, you know, the, the old system, for example, let's say you wanted to really uh, uh, make it as a music star, right? And let's say you, I don't know, sing country music, okay? You'd have to buy a ticket, a bus ticket and go to Nashville. You'd have to pay for room and board. You'd have to work your way in to get some gigs and hopefully someone's there and they're going to see you. And now you get a $100 webcam, you make a, a YouTube account and overnight, uh, you can blow up and be huge. Uh, perfect example of that. Let's take the the number one song right now on hip hop and on iTunes. You know what that is? Let's go, Brandon. That's right. Yep. That's yeah. right. You know, and I don't know a lot about that guy's past, but and granted, I don't keep up with like current music trends, but I don't think he was some sort of internationally known music star uh, before that song went crazy viral. You, I don't you know? think he was. Yeah. You know, and now look what happened. It's a powder keg, you see. And so examples like this, let's go back to the little girl, second grade, refusing to wear a mask. And then all of a sudden, boom, she makes the news. Now she's headlines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's take a Kyle. What's his last name? Rittenhauer. Right, exactly. And like the, the big controversy that's going on there. But if you actually watch the one clip where the guy who's giving testimony says that's correct you know, in terms of like what happened and like, clearly Kyle was just like self-defense. And mm-hmm. if you watch the video, it's like Dunzo, like it's so clear, you know, and yet they're making a clown show out of it. The, the point is all of these little nodal points, these little leaders, these situations and points in time, regardless of what the media wants to do to spin it, it's too late. They've yeah. missed the boat. They're, we've we've built this network society from the ground up where you have places like Telegram and uh, Rumble and other places that you can go that aren't going to be as censored where the truth still spills out, you know, it's like, right. a, yeah, there was a meme I, I saw a while back where it shows a dam and there's a river up above. And then on this dam, you see starts, there's like holes starting to be formed. And so there's a person and he's sitting there trying to fill and plug the holes. And yet there's so many, he just can't. And so that's, that's the media. <laughs> Right. Exactly. That's the metaphor here. Right. Not just media, but like uh, uh, big tech and all these things that the elites are trying to do in terms of like uh, social programming and everything. Like you can only do that so much when we're building this network society in a parallel structure from the ground up where we're like, no, that's not true. No, that's not fact. You know, and we've had four years of prep from the prior administration to be able to say, "Mm, that's actually not factual. Uh, No, this isn't factual either. No, here's actually the truth, despite what you're saying. You see exactly preparation, you know? Yeah. And it's about being at a well, we've gotten ourselves to a level of awareness now, so we could just see through the bullshit called out. Yeah. Um, like the idea is to be at a level of awareness so you don't blindly participate in a satanic right. ritual at a Travis Scott concert. That's right. I mean, seriously, oh, though, geez. if you're not paying attention, you could easily comply and you wouldn't even realize you're doing it. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and but and that's another thing. Like, look how quickly everybody just picked apart that concert. I mean, it was clear oh, yeah. as day a ritual. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, and then yeah. I got fact checked on Facebook said, no, this was not this was, in fact, not a satanic ritual. I'm yeah, like, they were oh. fact checking the <laughs> the post that was kind of go, starting to go viral that Tyler and I both shared. But then when you I clicked on that, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm like, how every inch of that thing had symbolism. And I'm like, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to spin this to say, right. oh, it's definitely not a satanic rich. There's no evidence of that when it's like full of evidence. What did it say? And the article was deleted. They deleted their article. When you clicked on it, it said, oh, this page is missing. So whatever they had, for whatever reason, you know, they because they, they can't you, you can't debunk that. I mean, you they probably saw how stupid it what their article was, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually going to backfire on us." So they, yeah, that's probably why they took exactly. it down. Right. Okay. Well, that's why I said I love watching them trying to keep a lid on it. You know, it's hilarious. Yeah. 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 This is why you guys, the "Let's Go Brandon" phrase has gone viral so quickly, so quickly, like overnight, right? Because yeah. it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. You, if you have you guys seen the actual clip? of the yeah. race right mm -hmm. so they're yeah. there and you can clearly if you haven't seen it you know you can clearly hear in the background what they're really saying yeah the president right pretty clear and then and then the nbc reporter is like they're all screaming let's go brandon and so uh it's it's funny but it's tragic on another level i do uh, give her props for thinking on the spot like that though that was quick yeah, absolutely <laughs> but but to me it's like it was way worse for her to say that than to just she like ignoring it would have been right. Way right. Better. She started a movement, <laughs> but, she, but yeah. she said, "Oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon." Yeah, like, what? you see, and this is why the media is going down because they're doubling down, right? Yeah, they're, they're totally full tilt, and yeah. it's only uh, speeding up that is self destruction. So yeah, once exactly. again, there's so much hope when you see these little examples in context about what's happening, and then the the Southwest Airlines pilot. Right. Who goes on the um, intercom and says, let's go, Brandon, you know, yeah. and how like that made international news. And so the beauty is you can have the content being shared internationally on the, the Associated Press, et cetera. But even if though it's being spun in a negative way, the content itself is still getting out. It's like that phrase in Hollywood. There's no such thing as bad press. It's kind of like that, you know. And so this let's go, Brandon yeah. thing. I think is only only going to grow in size and get ready because there's going to be a lot more memes like that that kind of come online uh, very quickly in the ensuing months. So it's still right. a very exciting time to be alive, even though we're kind of white knuckling through it. And yeah. uh, make sure you have your popcorn continually filled. Right. And exactly. so like I, I put in the title also manifesting a positive timeline. And it does. This just happens to line up on the 1111 portal which yeah. um, is great for manifestation. That's right. So, like I would love, I'd love to get into some like ideas on how we yes. can do that. Yes. What, what we can do in, in our own lives um, and just don't live in that fear. And, and how Absolutely. do we create our own reality? Because, yep. because that's what it's coming down to right now. It's like, we that's have right. to take charge ourselves, you know? Yep. yep. It's about that sovereignty. And that's why I wanted to start off the conversation starting big looking at what's going on with trends all over the world and in this country, but then kind of transition into how does that translate for us? What can we do on a one-on-one -on -one basis? And the exciting part, the encouraging and hopeful part is that there are so many different things that we can do. There's so many different ideas about manifestation that are out there. And, you know, I'll talk about kind of what I have going on in the background that will kind of contribute to this 
larger conversation. Um, so really, in my opinion, what it comes down to is uh, recognizing, number one, that we can manifest. That is possible. And I, I would safely assume that probably everyone watching this recognizes that, right? That we aren't victims to the circumstances that we see taking place in our life. That life does not happen to us. Life happens through us, which means yeah. that there's this principle out there. First of all, number one, energy is everything. Uh, the, the computer that you and I are kind of communicating through right now, that appears solid. But in reality, it's just uh, energy that's been condensed, almost like, um, let's say, water, right? You can have water turn into steam. And if it condenses and the vibration lowers, then it turns into liquid and then it can turn into ice. It's the same chemicals. It's the yeah. same breakdown. It's just the temperature, which is a code for saying the rate of vibration that's going on. Yeah. So energy is everything. Number one, that's number one. Number two, energy has certain properties to it, that there are characteristics to this sea of energy that we all live in every day. But you've got to look past these eyes in order to see it. Number three, one of those properties is the fact of this law of resonance, which is kind of like a tuning fork, that if, if, I, if I strike an A chord, then the only other chord out there on the whole music scale that's going to resonate back is going to be an A. So what we put out boomerangs back to us in our life. And that's true both on like a, a practical level with when we're talking about tuning forks, but also on this energetic vibrational level. And so the last principle here is that if we can control the output of what that vibration is, then we take the reins. We become intentional manifestors. So that's part one. Part two is then how do we do that? What does that mean? What does that look like for us on a practical basis? And so there are some principles involved here that I'd like to go into that kind of really unpack this idea and make it right. practical for us. And, and another important key too in manifesting is um, letting go of the past and living in the present. Absolutely. That, yeah. That's something we like to do a lot is living yep. in the past, especially now with the times changing. And there's we were so used to a lifestyle that we're probably never going to get back again. We're never right. going to see again. So we have to let go of wanting things to go right. back to that way yeah. and move forward because that works with relationships. That's that's in all areas of your life. That's right. And really letting go of that past. And because when you're living in the past, you can't manifest. Mm -hmm. You can't. And that's that's I'm you keep manifesting the past when you're right. Ex exactly. You're going to manifest the same relationship, the same everything the that didn't work for you. It's going to okay. you're going to keep until you mm -hmm. learn that lesson. Uh, and I'm I'm giving advice, but I'm also I need to take my own advice, too. Right. Well, this is this is for everybody, because yeah. it's I mean, you'd be lying if you say something, something in your, you, you know, how do I want to put this? Uh, we all we all dwell on the past at some point. We all think about something that happened in our past that we just sometimes can't get past. We can't get over it. And it seems to haunt us even sometimes. And uh, this is something that we all need to learn how to work through. That's right. That's exactly right. You nailed it right there. <clears throat> so this, meaning our brain, time travels. Technically our mind, not our brain. But this time travels. So we can go into the past and we can rehash things, right? And in my book that I'm writing, I, I describe it as though it's a coin and there's two sides to the coin. 
on one side, when we look back at the past is some form of regret. Uh, this is where depression lives. It's, it's the three sisters of the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And so if we're not careful, we can drop anchor and live there. Now we can also mm-hmm. time travel to the future. And the future, if we're not careful and we don't do it in an effective way, is where anxiety lives. It's wading through this sea of question marks. And Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Then. Sorry, we just got a donation. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank Always you. forward, Thank never you. back. That's what she said. Yeah. Always forward. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the two sides of the coin <clears throat> are in the past. One side is the negativity. It's the regret, the depression, the, the things that Guilt. we can't change, right? Yeah. Guilt. Uh, the lack of forgiveness, right? Like what you were talking about, the strings that still bind us on on some sort of level. But on the flip side of that is wisdom, you see, because we can learn from the past. We can take those messages with us in order to transform and alchemize that in order to live in the present and then live in the present and then intentionally create the future. So in the future, again, two sides of the coin, one side is going to be anxiety the negativity in this case, we're not ruminating about the past. We're worrying about a potential future. But on the other side of that is preparation. That this is why we have a frontal lobe, that part of our brain that allows us to have the higher level thinking that we have as human beings. And we can build skyscrapers and airplanes and all the sorts of things that that make us distinctive from the other species that live on this planet, right? So with that, we can plan, but there's a fine line in terms of how we do that. So those are the coins. So past and future aside, there's still illusions, right? All Because all we ever have, boom, right now. And that's what enlightenment means, by the way. Enlightenment means for us to fully embody and recognize that all we have is right now because time is an illusion. Absolutely. So once we recognize that, that's where we need to be to manifest. Right. And, and well, we also need to... Um... Something that I noticed is that we we like to try like this awakening has turned into a bunch of people trying to predict the future. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it really I, has, right? With everything, all yeah. I mean, it really has. Like everybody wants to be the one who has the date and wants That's this, right. and and we keep focusing on what's going to happen. We're trying to predict yeah. it. How's this going? Is Trump coming back? What's going yeah. on? And yeah. where is it getting us? We're like spinning our wheels. We're not getting I anywhere. Know. Actually, we're putting our energy outside of ourselves in the external events that don't even matter yeah exactly that's why it's been such a relief for me being off social media for a long time because i'm not getting caught up in that as much as i used to you Mm -hmm. know because it's not about the dates anyway spoiler alert you know dates are uh something because we're in a fluid timeline here so it's about uh as as the team said the news will unlock the map which means we're not looking for dates we're looking for events to occur Mm-hmm. in order for us to kind of move on to the next step with what we've been given, you know? And, um, you know, you have the, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The investigator uh, with the- Project Veritas? No, uh, no. Um, what's his name? He was uh, prosecuting a lot of folks. Um, he's the- the Director Gadget? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but the Punisher, right? Like the, the guy that's kind of investigating, he got- uh, uh, oh, uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. No, well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, the point is that there are lots of big events that are occurring uh, right now. And so there's if, if we can take a step back from the drama and the details of it 
and look at it from a larger point of view, there are huge steps that are still occurring in what we you know, have been hoping for in terms of that. Once again, that aside, this is where we can get caught up, you know, and especially in this movement that we're all in, um, I think it was, uh, who was it? I can't remember, but someone was saying like, we, it's important to have an open mind, but if we have too much of an open mind, our brain can fall out. So yeah. you have to practice this art of discernment. So whether if it's timelines, whether if it's events that are going to happen, whether if it's arrests or whatever it is that kind of we're hoping for, where's this difference between actuality and facts versus hopium, you know, and that, that ability to kind of step back and unhook ourselves from all the events that are going on in the outside world, because ultimately, like the three of us are saying right now, what matters most is not that what matters most is about our life our timeline and, and the name of the show of like manifesting a positive timeline. We have control over that. We don't have to give our power away to what we're seeing in the news because that's still an extension of the old paradigm, right? right. Of like conditionality of Newtonian lifestyle, right? Like all feel better and relief once A, B, and C happens. Hillary Clinton's arrested or whatever the case may be, you know? That's the old way. The new way is I already have it. It's here now, you know? And so this is, this is why um, what we've been talking about with the timelines here of like past, present, future, present moment, present moment, present moment, meditation, mindfulness in particular is one of the most important skills we can cultivate. My background is on mindfulness, uh, both from uh, uh, 20 years of personal practice of uh, looking at it from a research perspective with my doctoral degree, and then being able to practically teach this to other people and meditation groups that I've run and whatnot. And my point is with all of this experience, this is one of the most important muscles that we can ever cultivate as a human being, full stop. Because of so many reasons, I could give you know a three hour presentation in terms of why mindfulness is so helpful. But as it pertains to manifestation, it's this recognition that because all we have is the present moment, the only uh, location in which we're broadcasting out the signal of our vibration is here and now. So that's all that matters. So once we recognize, okay, so I get that, that's where I need to be when I manifest is here and now, how do I do it? What does that mean in terms of manifesting? Like, and this is what's kind of hung me up for so long on my own spiritual path that you read these books. I don't care if it's Deepak Chopra or whomever, and they're flowery. They're lovely to read. Uh, you know, I've got thousands of books and I, I, I love kind of sifting through them all and I feel filled but then I'll finish the book and I'll say, now what? Like, how do I practically like carry some of these ideas out in terms of what they're saying? Right. So, a lot of these books don't give you tools. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that none of them do, but right. that even when I, uh, so I'll, I'll let you get back to what you were saying, but even yeah, whenever, no, uh, the same thing I noticed with like getting a, a tarot card reading or a, a psychic reading or whatever, they tell you all the things that you need to do but they yeah. don't tell you how to do it. And it actually causes more anxiety. Exactly. And that's, and that's why I wanted to do this. Like, yes. and I'll let you continue because we need to understand like, what can we do? And one of those things is detaching from the outcome, get yep. rid of our expectations of what we want yep. it to look like. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so again, mindfulness is important because uh, this time travels, okay. Past and future, but from the neck down, uh, our bodies, our subconscious mind, as Candace Perth said, who wrote a great book, by the way, um, called just that, Your Body's Your Subconscious Mind. 
And Brandon, she's, I, oh, just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, they're wanting to know if your name is Brandon or Allison, Aaron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people are commenting. Allison, about, it's Allison today. Right. People are commenting about the name on his channel, right. on his yeah. window. Brent Allison. Yes, that's my right. answer. That's good. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so again, that's where we need to be because the, so the mind travels. Okay. But the body is always here. The body is always in the present moment. And that's a, a big part of where we're generating the energy in which we manifest. So now getting into more of the weeds of the specifics, there's three principles that we have to keep in mind when we manifest uh, in terms of their, of manifestations sources, if you will. Okay. It's our mind, which means our thoughts. Our thoughts have energy to them. There's actually a device that can measure the energy of our thought output. Do you know that? It's called a squidometer. Hmm. And it can actually keep a pulse of the amount of energy output that our minds are given. So even though it's on an energetic realm, we're really starting to dial in and measure this through quantum physics. So our thoughts are things, as they say in the, the law of attraction circles. But this is where the misnomer comes in because it's not just thoughts. You have like famous movies like The Secret. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was like a big oh, one yeah. about like 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, creating a vision board, you know, putting out uh, good thoughts, you know, and whatnot in terms of what you want to manifest. That's a starting point, but it's just a starting point. There's more to the story than that. And this is why people get disillusioned about manifesting. They say, ah, it doesn't work for me, right? It's because you've only gotten part of the formula. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's our thoughts. But, and, and there's a particular way in which how we want to think, we want to move away from wishing and hoping, and maybe one day I'll get there, or this is what I would like to see. Yeah. And like you guys are saying, we have to move it into present moment. Here we are back to that concept again. I already have it now. I can visualize myself with that soulmate as we're walking the beach now. I can have the money in my bank account. So when I pull up the website and I see what's there, ah, I feel a sense of relief freedom, satisfaction, uh, security, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. So that's on a thought level. Number two is with our emotions. We have to feel it. We can't just think it. So my metaphor here is if our thoughts are like the steering wheel that lets us know the direction of where we want to go, it's the emotion. That's the gasoline that propels us there. Emotion is energy in motion. So we have to engulf or envelop the thoughts that we want with emotion to actually feel it come alive, to mm -hmm. embody it and add more energy to it. Well, things so, in motion. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I was just say things in motion stay in motion. And yep. so it's not just our thoughts. It starts with like getting out of bed and exercising and getting the blood flowing because really? it's really it's possible to, if you're just waking up and you're not doing much and you're just like in, you're in a rut, that's stagnant energy. And yeah. you're not going to get out of that thought process until you get the, your body moving. Yep. And it all it, it literally starts with the physical body, I think. And I, I noticed a huge change when I started doing Qigong and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and just like in there's certain things you could do, tap on certain parts of your body to get the energy yeah. flowing. And once you do that, it actually changes your mindset. And you like have a better yeah. day, a more positive day. And then, yeah. then you can go from there. But you yeah. have to start somewhere just 
just to give uh, some advice for people because it's going to look different for everybody. That's right. It's, it's going to be all different three, for every single person. Yeah, I would I would say all three affect each other. Yeah. So if you can if you can find pick one of those, whichever one comes easiest to you to improve, yep. start there and that will affect the other two. Yeah. If you let it and yep. you flow into that and then and then pretty soon you got them all all three running on all cylinders. Yep. Right. Yep. That's right. Where the magic exactly happens. It. You guys nailed it. You and, guys nailed it. And something um, way back at the beginning of my awakening when Bridget Nielsen was pumping out videos, uh, she said she she was talking about changing your reality. And and part of that is getting rid of old toxic habits. Right. And she said, don't overwhelm yourself with it. Don't overwhelm yourself with this big list. Make a list. So she said, make a list of 12 things and see if you can change one thing a month. And in 12 months, you might be an entirely different person. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I, that's one thing that has stuck with me because yeah, you, you start realizing, oh man, some stuff has got to change. You do it all at once. It doesn't work. You end up just falling back. So one thing at a time. Uh, yep. That really helped me a lot, actually. Yep. And when you look at habit creation, like how you actually form a habit, that's how you do it. You have to start small and it's about consistency, you know, just keeping it up and that builds momentum. Yeah. Um, when I talk to clients about this, as it pertains to, let's say, depression or anxiety, it's it's and this is kind of the link that I'm wanting to bridge between science and spirituality, psychology and manifestation, that there's such an overlap that I'm surprised there haven't been more authors out there that I've ever come across that are really talking about this. That's why I feel so compelled to like write what I'm writing. But I call it the chocolate milk metaphor. So when you have milk and you have chocolate sauce and you have a spoon, you have the ingredients to make chocolate milk. So you have the milk, you pour the the syrup in, and then you take the spoon and you swirl it. And that swirl builds a vortex. That vortex is formed due to momentum. So let's say that momentum that's built is you on a timeline or whatever phrase we want to give it of negativity, of things not manifesting the way you want them to, of just negative after negative uh, event kind of taking place. That's because you're still manifesting, but what you're putting out there is a hamster wheel because it's that old Newtonian way of I'm basing my emotions on what I'm seeing out in front of me. And what I see out in front of me filters back into my emotions and it becomes this confirmation bias and just this regurgitation on this treadmill of life. So we have to get off that. We have to make a switch to some degree and we have to refocus our efforts on moving beyond what I see with these two eyes. That's what's meant when you, when you understand like the Bible from this perspective, that's kind of what's going on there too, of faith leaping out, moving beyond what you're just seeing right in front of you with low hanging fruit of tangibility. Yeah. Got to reach for something more. And then you've got to look at it, not only for that something more, but put it into present moment tense. So there, again, back to the three principles, our thoughts, what am I thinking? And how am I going to think about it in the present moment of what I want, of already having it? What's the emotion? How will I feel once I have it? So this is a good takeaway for everybody watching the show of something practical that they can do to brainstorm at some point tonight what is it that I'd like to see manifest and pick whatever timeline you want at some point in my life, at some point in the next month, in the next week, by tomorrow, whatever. So pick what you want and then practice this. If it were carrying out, what's the video screen in my mind showing? What do I see being broadcast in front of me? 
Then on top of that, how am I going to feel once that happens? What's the emotion being generated? That's the catalyst that really fills it with juice to put it out there uh, forward. And then the third step in this formula is action, our behavior. What are we doing? We can't just sit there and, and you know, in a lotus position and just uh, expect things to manifest if we don't take inspired action. So that has to be the next step. It's exactly, Tyler, like what you were saying about in the morning, you've got to get up and do something. you got to move that energy. Do that, Kijan. Make the bed. Take that shower. You know, and in the depression circles, the, the science, we call this behavioral activation, that when people are depressed, they stop doing things. They become a stagnant swamp with their energy because they don't feel like it. They have anhedonia, which means a lack of motivation or drive. They're just, you know, in the toilet. So how do you get them out and do it? You've got to activate them. You've got to do things that are different. You have to do things that are going to be pleasurable, things that are fun, and things that bring a sense of accomplishment or mastery. Those are the two secret sauces as it pertains to that. Right. So we have to, so the, the mantra with this is we have to act the way we wish to feel. That's the mantra. So it's like what Aaron was saying, out of these three, which one do you start with? It depends. What's the lowest hanging fruit for you? What feels most practical for you? Maybe thinking about it is too overwhelming, but I can do something fun. I can pet the cat. I can go for a walk. I can uh, uh, listen to um, Journey to Truth podcast in order to get my mind away from everything that's going on and distract myself from all the negativity for a little while. Those are action steps. How about on an emotional level? What does that mean for me? Well, oh, I've been feeling so low lately, or I've been anxious, or I've been a hot mess in terms of my anger. So how would I want to feel? How do I shake this up? How do I not stay on this loop of like reality creation and what I'm broadcasting out, which is showing up in my life, and then viewing that as like a confirmation of how I suck or how I'll never get anywhere, how my life won't change. And if we stay in that position, then what are we going to continue broadcasting out? You see? Right. Well, how would I feel differently, you know? And then the last part here, once again, as I wrap up, my point is then our thoughts. What would we think differently? In the therapy space, we call these automatic negative thoughts or ants. We want to stomp those ants. So there's different categories. There's 17 categories of the types of thoughts that get us into hot water. And you can simply Google categories of negative automatic thoughts, and you'll see the document pop up of those 17 categories. This is something that I feel so strongly about you guys. I know I'm going on a tangent, but like, Everyone, by the time they leave grade school, should have access to this information. It is absolutely essential. We learn times tables and, and the dates of wars that happened hundreds of years ago, and yet we don't know anything about our emotional health or how to deal with our relationships. So being able to understand our thought life, where do we go? What are the, the, the negative alleyways, the dark alleyways that we go on in our own mind? What are those categories for us? And then how do we overcome that to not let that just default reality when we're in zombie mode kind of take over? Because all that, once again, is kind of contributing to the signal that we're putting out into the field. So, Amen, man. That was absolutely, yeah. I couldn't agree more, especially with the education system. And, the, and the, like, there's a lot of people right now, like what's going on right now is forcing what people to start homeschooling and yeah. the whole school board issue right now, like the parents don't even have their voice anymore. So it's, everything's changing. And we're seeing like our friends, Abby and Heidi with shows like Raising Star Seeds. And there's another channel out there called Divinely Guided who works with children. I'm starting to see all of these uh, channels pop up working with children. And they're doing exactly that, what you're talking about. Yeah. They're helping these children um, understand right. that they don't have a problem. They have a gift. How right. do, how are they going to, you know, and especially with the emotions, 
I know in the art, Isley talks about that a lot. Like we're, we're never taught anything about our emotions growing up. Yeah. She says, yeah. what does she use the analogy of? It's like just a fire hose. It's just like yeah. going everywhere. Yeah. We have, it's, we have no control over it. Right. And whenever we become an adult and they know that they know that about us. So then they create these events, what, what we call trigger events, right. They are going to emotionally trigger us. And then therefore we're just falling into their trap. Yeah. And by they don't want us to be masters like, of our emotions. That goes completely against the agenda. They want they want to manipulate it, and they can only right. do that is if we don't understand what they are and how to use our emotions. You got it. You nailed it right there, you guys. That is it. And they know this. They yeah. absolutely know this. This is how they. This is why predictive programming is a thing. This is why they they input things into movies. This is why in um, the media. The mantra is if it bleeds, it leads, right? When you watch yeah. the news and you turn on the six o'clock news, what's the first thing you will always hear without fail? What's Shooting. Someone was yeah. shot. Exactly. Shootings, killings, rapings, natural disasters. What's the president doing next? And then, and then it'd be like Joe Biden's favorite ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Or in the past, it would have been like, here's the latest negative thing that Trump did. Right. Yeah. So it's, 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 yeah. We're giving our louche away. Right. And, and the, the, the thing is, we're still doing that. And this is where, you know, like when I got back on Facebook and I'm going through my newsfeed uh, this past weekend, when I hopped back on, I'm like, oh, it's been over a year and nothing has changed. It's the exact same. And more fact checkers, maybe. I'm like, come on, guys, come on. You know, like, psh, 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 you know, like uh, disconnect yourself, unhook, move beyond the events and everything that's going on while we sit here and we wait and hope for something big to happen. That's not taking our empowerment to further move in to 5D. Right. Well, so, yeah. Sorry, so it's about kind of making it. it personal, starting with ourselves, taking back our individual sovereignty and saying, no, 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 wait a minute. There's a separation between outer and inner. I manifest my life. I manifest my timeline. No one else. No one else has that control over me. And we aren't taught that. We aren't taught to create this separation between us and other people. And this right. is the gift that comes from psychology. This goes back even before uh, uh, recognized psychology with Freud a little over a hundred years ago. This goes back to the ancient Greeks with like the Stoics, right? That we have control over what events mean to us, not the event itself. And when you bridge that with manifestation, it's recognizing that because we have control, now we get to move more fluidly in terms of what pops up in our life experience. Take mm -hmm. the reins back, move from victimhood to becoming a victor, meaning right. someone can take control over their environment. You know? Well, we're we're constantly, yeah. like you said, looking for that big event. Like, right. like we're always looking for that guiding light. Yep. Um, and I actually talked about this in Sedona whenever I spoke at Jason Alexis's conference. Or I was talking about UFO disclosure, but it still relates here. I was talking about, okay, if we are technically all one, mm -hmm. um, and instead of looking for that external disclosure, if we're all one, wouldn't we be that external disclosure? Right. So it, it has to come from us regardless, mm -hmm. you know, and so quit looking for someone else to, to do this stuff for you. You know, it's, it's, it's ultimately us. It's the same thing as looking for someone or something outside of you to save you. It's yeah, the same right. thing. It's just a different manifestation of it, but yeah, you got it. We are our own saviors. We are, and, it. and that that might be a controversial message to hear for those who are, 
you know, in traditional religion, I don't mean any disrespect, but from my personal belief system, I view things differently when I look at some of the, the big name prophets that we've had throughout life. Uh, let's take Christianity for a minute. That the, the main idea is that there was a template being given to us of what it means to fully embody our potential, to recognize that as we uh, expand the vessel of what it means to be a manifestation of God incarnate, if you will, of kind of moving into the highest degree of expression of this human experience that <laughs> it was given to us. I said Allison is on fire tonight. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> they're killing me in the chat thank you they're like thank exactly you. allison co <laughs> allison is on fire tonight thank you I'm, i really truly apologize alex i know you were trying to make a point there sorry yeah, that's okay let's go allison yeah let's yeah. go allison. yeah hey allison says hey guys she's she's in the background here um she's laughing sorry sorry alex no, it's all good it's all good <laughs> sorry allison <laughs> So, you know, again, my point is, is that we can fully embody that ourselves, And, and as we kind of further step into that, this is what's meant when you look at like the apocalypse, for example, what that word means in, in Greek, when you translate it more directly, it means the great unveiling, right? Yeah. And what do we see happening all around us? The veils are being dropped. People are like, well, wait a minute. People can, can watch Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden and be like, I'm not buying this crap anymore. You know, the, the, things aren't adding up anymore. The, and, and we see that, of course, with like approval. Look at Kamala Harris. She's in the 20s in terms of her approval rating. You oh, know? Yeah, Biden's way down too, actually. Biden's now. like 30 something. Yeah, 38 percent. Right, he's in his 30s. Yep. So this unveiling then is like Aaron was saying, is this idea that collectively when we come together and we all start embodying what it means to live up to our full potential, then we are kind of moving into the next phase of what it means, whatever phrase we want to call it, 5D or new earth or the network society or any of these other kind of, it's all saying the same thing, you know? And as we come together, there's a synergy, isn't there? You know, like when we go to conferences and we're connecting with our fellow starseeds and we feel that sense of bonding and we're all laughing or we're all kind of singing or we're all meditating together. Like there's a palpable energy that comes with that. And I get high off of it. When I go, I'm just like, oh, you know, part of me is like, I don't even care about the speakers. I just want to be with my tribe, you know? Precisely, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I see that actually be an extension of what's next for us in, in terms of all of our future gatherings. It's, I think it's good. The template is starting to change where it's less about this kind of old paradigm of we all go, we sit in seats, we listen to a conference of, of someone up there kind of speaking, and then we all pay reverence to them as they're some sort of God. And then afterwards we want to get our picture and autograph, and then maybe we'll have five minutes to connect with other people. And then we have dinner and we go to bed. And we're, we're moving out of that. We're moving more to like, yeah, maybe there'll be some speakers or some highlighted, you know, folks that kind of talk for a little bit, but it's more about just tribe getting together and hanging yep. out. Right. You know? Like when I go to all these conferences, that's the number one thing that I feel. And that's the number one feedback that I hear from everyone else as well. Right. And actually, um, if you, the way our conference is laid out, um, I intentionally left tons of free time in there. So it's, awesome. it's, it's going to be, it looks like it's, it looks like it's busy, but if you really look at the times, 
Uh, it's going to be extremely laid back and you're not going to feel rushed. And I want people to have time to connect because like you and, said, and you're not going to have to miss a bunch of speakers just yeah. to do that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be so balanced that you won't feel like you're missing out because you want to go hang out or do whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, that's one thing Aaron and I have agreed with every concert, we conference concert, <laughs> every <laughs> conference we've been to, um, it needs the, the free time is the best when you yeah. just get to hang out and connect with all these people that you only see from the waist up all year long. You know, that's what made that Florida conference so awesome. Cause that's yeah. how that was. Right. That was, that was really awesome. Actually. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was a few speakers in the morning and then the rest of the day was yours. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that template is just something that we'll see more and more and more. And here's something else that I've noticed, especially kind of, uh, being away from social media, but hearing kind of grumblings and now like coming back again is there's been a split, like a, a schism in our community. And there's this splitting away of like in tribe fighting. And it yeah. really concerns me because I, I, I know it's part of the overall process as we kind of continue to evolve, but you know, the biggest theme, like the, the team told us is the, they want us divided. They want us to create strife and you versus me mentality and truth versus falsehood. And, you know, they're a shill and they're not doing this right. And, you know, I don't agree with them. And so therefore, you know, I I screw all of it. And that's still the old mindset kind of being carried out now in these types of circles. And it's just concerning for me to see that. So it becomes an opportunity for us to level up. Well, you know, this is something I've, I've been thinking about this whole awakening. Right. And it really turned out to not be what we all thought it was when we got into this. It was, it was amazing. We all like, we all just found this whole tribe of people we could connect with and just be ourselves. But what everybody did was what I, well, first of all, I'll say what I did, what I did. I I just thought I could just leave my whole old life behind. Oh, I didn't even need to worry about that anymore. I'm going to go hang out with these people. And, and guess what? All those other people did the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm going to leave my life behind and here's right. my new life. This is where I'm moving forward. Well, yeah. we hang out. So what, what happens then we create a fake version of ourselves. Yeah. And then we all go to these conferences and we all meet a fake version of everybody. Yeah. And then you start getting to know them and you're realizing these people okay. aren't who you think they are. Okay. And their true colors start to show because they did exactly what you did. You just left everything behind and then now the, the hard reality is that you have to go through the dark night of the soul. You then, have to face your yeah. problem. You have to go heal those unhealed. Traumas healed, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of unhealed traits there. And this is where we're at right now. So you can't really blame everybody because I get it. I was there. Like we, it, it's just like, Oh my God, this is like a breath of fresh air, a weight off. This is people. I can be myself, but mm-hmm. we all ignored everything. We just left everything behind. So We have to like cut each other some slack uh, and stop pointing fingers because I mean, and I've, I'm guilty of it too. I found myself just recently in some social media drama and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I letting myself get to this point? And then you have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, why did this happen? And you have to start observing yourself and be aware of your thoughts and all that stuff. Like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You see, here's what's happened as a metaphor to what you were just describing. If we are in a relationship, and that relationship ends and we don't do the self-growth and reflection that's needed to not only heal that relationship, but continue to work on us as we level up with whatever our bleeding edge is. 
And then we have some time alone to heal. And then we move into a new relationship. If we haven't done that work, guess what? We are carrying us into that new relationship. So that's metaphorical to what's happened here. We've all left behind very quickly, mind you as well, this lifestyle from the old folks, from 3Ders, from the sleepers, from normies, whatever you want to call them. And we're like, oh, I found my tribe. It's all 5D. It's all heaven. It's a honeymoon effect. Just like when you enter a new relationship, right? But then what happens after a few months? Things that were once shiny are now starting to get, we're annoyed by them. And there's a little bit of gruffness and we're now more uh, uh, on autopilot. We're not as- Why why hasn't my life become amazing yet? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be amazing now. That's right. That's right. So Why is it so hard still? Yeah. This is the next phase for us in this tribe that we're in, right? Mm -hmm. That now it's about us saying, okay, wait a minute, pause. Is it really them out there that's the problem? Is it really my new partner? That's, oh, she's like all the rest of them. Or is it for me to kind of pause and say, wait a minute, but I'm the one manifesting all of this. So I have to take some responsibility here. How can I continue to do my work to self-reflect and see what my role is in all of this? Because if I jump from relationship, 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 what's the common trend through all of those failed relationships if I say, oh, they're all the same? Me. I'm the common trend. Mm -hmm. So as I move from one group of friends to another group of friends, one tribe to the next, then the invitation for all of us is to say, okay, wait a minute. Yes, it's all love and light to a certain degree. And it's great that I'm with my tribe, but that doesn't mean I stop doing my inward work as well. And that's what I see as the next chapter for all of us as we continue to to move on with this next chapter of, you know, what it means to to be in these circles, you know? Right. Yeah. We need to stop hiding, you know? just be trans be, we're going into the age of transparency mm-hmm. and like so just like lay it on the table and be yourself and yeah. and be honest with people and be honest with yourself like i said pointing fingers earlier and just start pointing the finger at yourself and really evaluating like who am i what what am i doing here it's a it's a path of self-discovery yeah and here's yeah. what's nice about that especially uh, i'm speaking broadly here but especially with our circles, as we dial in more, our tribes, is that at least the hope, the aspiration is that if someone does the work like you and I are talking about right now, and is like, you know what, crap, my bad. You know, I take ownership. I'm sorry. I'm still on my growth as is everyone else. And I want to take ownership and apologize and move on. That's part of that forgiveness. Like you were mentioning earlier, like let's bury the hatchet. Let's do whatever healing work needs to happen and continue on arm in arm. That what's nice about this, at least with broad brushstrokes, is that our tribe hopefully will be like, hey, dude, that's awesome. Do your healing work and then let's continue on because that's what this new earth is all about, as opposed to the old paradigm where it's, oh, well, you know, I'm going to judge you and spread gossip behind your back. And, you know, they're still got all their crap that they've got to do with it. But right, I, we freeze. We oh, freeze. they're not. They're so not spiritual. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, what it's we like did this too. Whole ego thing. Something that we do is we freeze people in time. Yeah. Uh, if somebody does one bad thing, and then you freeze them in time, and you're like, "Oh, this person did this, and I'm and I'm going to hate them forever." Yeah. Yeah. And, and not everybody does that, but this is something that I see uh, with with people in the community, with people in your own life, whatever. We all we've all done it at some point, and it's not about 
you know, freezing those people in time. It's about allowing them the space to heal. Because if you view them that way, they're always going to be that way to you. They're, they're never going to be there. You're never going to see a change. You're not even allowing them to change in a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which to me is a clue is a big clue to what it, was that even the real them or is the real us not who not our ego and not you know the unhealed version of us that's not the real us but somebody can cling to that their entire life and live that yeah. out or they can have an awakening and heal and then they transform into more of the the real them which is uh means they're more connected to their soul and they're not living completely from their ego yeah. and and all the unhealed wounds and traumas right mm-hmm. so really yeah. it's like yeah, when someone changes for the better, they're they're becoming more of themselves, and that's that's actually the real them, you know. Yeah. Right, and you know, we, something we can't ignore either is the reality of uh, entity attachments. We've talked about yeah. this on, on the show a lot, but and I can speak about this firsthand because I've I've had this before. And uh, after my mom passed away, something came in, and I, for I guess for about five years until I, I stumbled into Reiki and and finally got rid of this thing. And I had been living with this thing for, let's say, five years without even knowing it. And it was causing me to be a person that I don't even recognize anymore. But we have to think about other people. That may be the case for them. You know, we don't know where we can pick up these entities that work through us and they, they cause us to behave in ways that aren't really, you know, they're not positive, I should say. And we have to understand it. Like, we have to understand that everybody is going through something right now. That's right. That's so right. it's not, it's so easy to just point fingers, but I don't know. I can't, I can't sound like a broken record right now. Nope, not at all. We're saying the same thing, but in different ways, because it's important to hear this message over and over and over again. It's a seed that you're watering, you know, and all of us need to be hearing that message right now, because this is the practical nature of our spiritual work. It's not yeah. just carving out time to meditate or reading your spiritual books or going and doing yoga or qigong or whatever that's can be part of it but there's also a practical nature of spirituality and in, in this extension like we're talking about interpersonal relationships am i going to gossip about this person am i going to hold judgments and view them negatively am i going to here's another one am i going to judge people who associate with that person that i don't like and judge them or ignore them and cut them off, et cetera. Right. Right. That Where am I in my growing edge of what it means to kind of do my work and take my own responsibility with things? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what it. you said about gossiping too, like I'm full transparency here. I, I catch myself sometimes gossiping in, in, in a conversation. You don't even realize you're doing it. I know it, it's, you don't even realize you're doing it sometimes and you have to stop yourself. I'm like, why, why, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. And like you said, like, um, like almost and there's judging. a difference between got like gossiping and, and just being honest and absolutely truthful. Yeah. That's true. I feel like sometimes people will label that as gossip when it's, it's just that. Right. But then there's the negative version that is, um, damaging and unnecessary. Right. Yeah. The big, one of the issues you just touched on Alex is like judging somebody for who they follow or if they're, if they're, or if they have um, like, like what channel follow, like a community figure, right? Uh, If you like this person, then I don't like you basically. 
And that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you're either with me or against me. Like, right. right. That's right. Don't you see how those are extensions of the old mindset? It's the yeah. old paradigm that we're drugging, dragging forward into this new uh, uh, you know, paradigm, et cetera. And so this, again, becomes the invitation for us. This is our bleeding edge. This is why there's fireworks now in our community, because we're still in transition of carrying that old in as we kind of usher in these new energies. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Man, this has like been the quickest hour ever. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. Uh, Is there anything else that you you want to cover before we start wrapping this up? Well, I felt like a fire hose. I just needed to get out what I needed to get out. And I felt like I did. So, um, right. yeah, you know, I think, yeah, you know, it's yeah. interesting. Um, the interview Aaron and I just did, uh, we were talking about, um, disclosure and like what's, what's next and all that stuff, kind of a similar conversation, but on a different level. And we were talking about how, like in the past, we're just seeing what, what's happening now is just a, a cycle. We've seen this in the past every time at the end of, every era there's war there's turmoil there's chaos all this stuff and then it always collapses because you know the technological advancement um always is um superior to the spiritual advancement right so then you have how did we word that i forgot how we worded it anyway (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember it but so we at the end right now we have this Right now we have the same exact thing happening. We're we're at the end of this cycle, right? And th- but this time it's different. We have this great awakening. We have this great awakening, mm-hmm. so we actually have a chance to win this time. And it doesn't have it, it's going to collapse, but it's going to the part that needs to collapse is going to collapse. Not we, we see the light increasing with the darkness. That's the difference this time. It's right. We see the great awakening and and the hope springing up all around us from that. And um, people people are stepping into them, their true selves and, and we're like love is increasing at the same time that the craziness is. Yep. Yep. That's right. Well, so, and then what I was, my whole, step my into whole, whichever, whichever one, you know, it's your choice. It's your right choice. There. No one can choose that for you. Right there. Are you going to choose yeah. love or fear? That's yep. what it comes down to. Right. It. That's it. And, and my hope, my point for bringing that up was though. Um, so we, if we've, like we're, we have all this techno technology that's being suppressed right now. Everything's being hidden and suppressed and whatever. But had we gotten the disclosure and stuff back in the forties and fifties, like we want, and like, that's the, that's what we're fighting for now. Would we have actually been ready as a society? Maybe this was all by design. It all is being suppressed um, by design so that we could evolve and grow. And this awakening could happen so that this time, we wouldn't have this boost in technology and then not spiritual growth. This time we got that we got a jump start on the spiritual growth because they were suppressing the technology. And now we're yeah. at a point that we're ready for it. So it's almost like a great master plan if you think about it. It was like maybe a blessing in disguise. Yeah. 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 And it's just something I was thinking about. I truly feel like it is. I still think that the Patriots are in control and that even though we don't see it behind the scenes, there's this cranking up of temperature forcing this world stage and all these uh, puppets on there to carry out their master plan, but in a much more condensed time frame, so that all of their house of cards comes crashing down and we're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, what? No. Oh, hell no. You know, <laughs> that's what's going on. 
That's what's yeah. going on. So again, what it comes back to is, yes, you can pay attention to that. Yes, you can observe and kind of recognize the, the good and the bad and all the nuances in between. But once again, the big takeaway for the show today is that it stay, it's, it, it continues to start with us. Always, 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 always. It yeah. always comes back to us. And I loved what you said there about fear and love. Because every decision that we make in life is falls within that paradigm. Absolutely everything. Yeah. And so if we've been in fear as we uh, uh, carry over, you know, past into present, if we have fear in terms of these interpersonal relationships and fireworks that come out, like what we're talking about, there's always another opportunity. There's always another chance for us to get back in touch with our heart space, to recognize that we are never a determination from our past behavior that doesn't define who we are. Beautifully, as beautifully said, yeah. As we further step into this 5D experience, it's about all of us connecting to another, to, uh, another through that heart space. That is the gateway for what's coming, is the heart right there. Boom, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> right, no, that was beautiful. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, man, I feel like we got made a lot of great points tonight. Uh, yeah. and, and this is just like the things I was speaking of is stuff I think about, you know, there's things like, it's not just, it's not always about the information, you know, we're not getting anywhere if we're just like learning new stuff all the time, but we're not changing anything in our lives. So that's why it's important to do stuff like this. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me anytime guys. Yeah. This was a lot of yeah, fun. Do you have you anything so much, you want to uh, share with us and anything coming up? Do you want to let people know about? Um, uh, so Victoria and I, my girlfriend, she and I are going to be taking a life coaching course. And so we're going to be uh, life coaches. So that's exciting. And then um, at some point, uh, the Egypt trip is going to happen, I promise. Uh, so I've, uh, I don't know if you guys knew about this, but I'm going to be hosting a spiritual retreat to Egypt. And uh, it's going to be epic. Like oh, nice. we're going into the Great Pyramid, we're going to be uh, going up close and personal with the Sphinx, uh, where we actually go inside the enclosure. Less than one percent of people who go to Egypt are allowed to do this. We're going to all the places that are off the grid that are like just because of my guide and all of his access and everything. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about vibration and spirituality and lost technology and how do we make what the ancients believe, the ancient ancients, like come alive in us. So it's going to happen. It's just a matter of all these world events kind of coming to a close and uh um, right well you, know, you should let us host it and we'll call it journey to egypt oh i love yeah. that <laughs> that i love that and the last thing i'll say is um you know i'm on youtube i'm wanting to get back into it at some point just type in my name and uh you'll see my channel uh please subscribe and uh looking forward to kind of getting back into that because i have uh, a book and an online course first that's coming out here uh sometime this next year uh where i'm gonna going into a lot more depth than what we did tonight in terms of again it's practicality it's practical spirituality it's being able to say yes okay we're manifestors and yes it's all nice and flowery to say like oh we can create our our existence etc but how do we do that what does that mean on a base uh, at a day-to-day -day basis for us to do. And how we answer that question is through the tools that we already have through science of psychology. And so being able to bridge that gap is just the sorely needed spot right now. And I'm just really excited to be able to share all of what I've learned and been able to uh, finagle in my own personal life and further refine and master so that I can now take it to the next stage and, and share it with, with all of you guys. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Beautiful. And guys, he's on Facebook, Alex Bloom, and then Telegram also. Oh, Channel. Uh, the telegram name is, uh, one of my nicknames. So it's Alexicus, A-L-E-X-I-C-U-S and then Blumicus. 
Alexicus Blumicus. Blumicus. Check it Um, out. If you guys want to see the lighter side of Alex, watch him share some memes and stuff. Go follow him on Telegram. His memes are incredible. Right. (laughs) He's the meme god. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Looking forward to, yeah, keep us posted about that Egypt trip. That sounds really, really fascinating, actually. Hopefully uh, travel... And that's, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what the hell's travel going to look like. coming. Well, up. this is what, I mean, we've already postponed it, what, three or four times, you know, since, cause uh, oh, wow. originally we were supposed to go March of right after when COVID hit. And uh, because, you know, we've all been dialed in with everything in like January, I reached out to my guide and said, I think we need to cancel this and pull the plug. Uh, and sure enough, the whole world stopped. Right. So um, right now I have a personal friend who is uh, a travel agent and she said, don't do it right now because there are no real major hubs even to get to Egypt, because obviously you can't play there directly, uh, to get to Egypt without uh, having the jab. So obviously there's a, a bunch of people who would want to go and don't want to have to take that. And um, so that's why I want to be respectful and just uh, postpone. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have to let things unfold and let the dust settle. That's why we plan their conference so far out hoping that things are going to settle down a little bit by that time yeah because i mean let's face it you know this year would the end of this year is the terrible time to plan anything you know yeah. with travel and everything the way exactly. it is so yeah um hopefully uh it's it's, it's centrally located though so people could drive to it if they want it's not you know it's not not it's pretty much central in the united states so grafton you know, lives in the midwest at least can right. drive to it right well that's what we wanted to do a midwest conference to cater yeah. to that new audience you know the, the people not a whole lot of them control. in the midwest so right yeah um yeah so i guess that's it guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up thank you for the donations thank you for the moderators uh they said great thank you alex tyler and ellison um <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Let's go, Allison. Uh, dude, um, you should have seen the jokes going there. They were calling you Brallison and Arison. And... <laughs> oh, Arison. That's what we call each other. That's oh, my God. Uh, well, Arison and Alaron. Those are the two. Oh, my use. gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. All right. Um, hey, do you wanna... All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be back next week. Right, um, actually, I don't even want to tell you what we're talking about yet next week. Oh, to, to be um determined anyway good night guys have a great evening thank you for everything thank you for your support we love you (laughs) and we will see you oh what's up allison hi (laughs) um that's her that's that's actually that's her fourth fourth appearance on the show now (laughs) i'm the imposter is that her fourth appearance on the show now yes this is officially her fourth what's up (laughs) with her snapple shirt Wearing a Snapple shirt. Allison, give us drop some knowledge real quick. Give us well, some good advice. Something yeah, I'm waiting on. for Aaron to get off so we can enjoy a gummy she's, together. She's getting antsy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can expand. Full some disclosure. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Good luck Thank with you. that. Let me know what you guys see. Oh, I'll let you know. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll keep you posted. All right. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. We'll see you later. Good night. Good night, guys.